Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Previously on Town Meeting, we discussed all about Emily's fraternizing with other men, but this week we delve into the book club that could have been, if not for angry boyfriends. Enjoy part two of This is the Rub, all about Rory and Jess and Dean. Enjoy! Hey, this is Emily. And this is Sandra. And I'm Jess, and you're listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls rewatch podcast. Well, rewind. Get it's to, Friday, I guess. At, right? It's Friday. Because Roy's at Chilton. It's Friday, yeah. yeah. Roy's in her Chilton uniform. She is class. Oh, so then that means that Emily has canceled Friday night dinner for them to be able to do this. Yes. I just connected mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Okay. I assume Richard's out of town would be my guess. I yeah. Don't, I Honestly, don't know. Richard's name wasn't even mentioned in this episode. It was just your father, your father. Your father. It's just your father. Yeah. Your yeah. father. But yeah. yes, so Rory goes to Chilton, and as previously stated, Rory's entire uh, weekend plan is just going home, doing laundry, and eating Indian food, and that's all she wants to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. But when they get to Chilton, yeah, they get the lab reports back, and Paris... He's gotten an A-. minus. Yeah. Oh my god. I like world is ending. <laughs> I was never like a top of my class kind of kid. I like I have seen this so much in media, you know, the person who's like an A minus, it's the end of the world. I cannot even fathom having that mindset. That is so far from my own personal experience, but this mm. A minus shakes Paris to her core. <laughs> yes. Um I was in the group of friends where if if you gave me a 97, just give me a 95 or give me a 100. What is a 97? We were that those kids. We were like, why <laughs> would you take off a couple points? <laughs> I don't know. We were weird kids. So what was your grade scale? Because uh, I, I mean, I went to a couple different high schools, but at one of the high schools, the grade scale was anything above a 97 was still an A+. 97 uh-huh. to 100 was an A+. I think 93. 3 to 97 was an A, and then 90 to 93 was an A minus. We honestly didn't do those. We did 4.0 and 5.0. Oh. Um, so, like, Ooh. we just got the numbers. We didn't, it wasn't like an A plus or a C plus. It was like, huh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, and it was weird because the AP classes brought you up to 5.0, right? So, my oh, ending yeah. GPA was 4.7. 
which was good for me. Nice. But all the top students were 4.9. <laughs> and it's maybe because I was bitching Jokes. about a couple points. So, you know what? <laughs> I deserve it. <laughs> Probably why. So Paris has gotten this A-, minus, and she, like, immediately processes it and wants to study mm-hmm. this weekend. She needs to mm-hmm. study tonight. And so she, of course, asks Madeline and Louise, which, hey, nice to see you ladies. I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, right? But a Friday night, they've got dates. <laughs> I But it's Friday night. They've got dates. I gotta be honest, I low-key hate this conversation. <laughs> It's just so asinine. I low-key love this conversation <laughs> because it's so asinine. It's just like literally neither part of this is something that I could relate to. Like I definitely wasn't getting no. an A minus and cramming and I definitely wasn't having dates, but <laughs> I honestly would have liked to have been either. I'm I'm full Rory in this situation. I want to be home in my Mr. Peanut PJs. <laughs> But Madeline and Louise are like, no, no. we're not going to s- study yeah, with you. No. And so Paris turns to the only other person who can stand to be around her, which is Rory. But she goes in aggressively. And she even says, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she even says, like, nobody cares that I might not get to Harvard. It's like, oh, my gosh. Literally nobody no. knows, Paris. You're fine. <laughs> also, the only person who would care about you getting into Harvard is, is you. you. Especially, None of your classmates care. Especially Rory, who is, like, actively competing, also your trying to go to Harvard. Yeah. So yeah. she would want Paris to not get in, technically, if we were going to, like, you know, pit them against each other. But at this point, she knows Rory is too soft to say no. Well, Paris mm-hmm. actually confines okay, in not. Rory that her life is a mess. Her dad is back in there. Like, you remember her mom was cheating. There was an fair all that stuff uh the dad is back because i mean everybody was talking about the divorce uh Mm -hmm. the dad is back because the divorce is going to be too expensive so because paris helped him calculate that which boundaries that is like not something you should ever have to deal with as a child (laughs) no not at all this episode is the second time that we see paris just show up in stars hollow without being invited Mm -hmm. there's a lot of boundaries that get pushed and get broken in this episode and this is one of them Mm -hmm. right it's completely okay to say you can't come over because i have my own plans um and rory even like compromises and says hey i'll study with you all next week if you don't do well on the quiz uh apparently that's not good enough for paris rory's gonna do three compromises this episode and (laughs) rory only three Mm. I guess I didn't count. (laughs) We'll get into it. But yes, Paris agrees, technically, saying that, yes, we'll do it next week. As of now, Paris agrees. As of right now. Mm -hmm. Our next scene was Rory. She's making out with Dean against a tree in the Stars Hollow Square. And they have like, horribly uncomfortable with it. It's just, (laughs) it looks like Twilight. So there's, like, this, this concept of an ick. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with the concept of an ick? I I very much So, like, an ick is, like, something that maybe there's no real reason behind it, but it just, like, icks you out. It makes you unattracted to somebody. You know, like, Mm -hmm. if you're on a date with a guy, he could do something that gives you the ick, and you're like, no, 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 I can't see that anymore. I get a lot of ick from Rory and Dean's kisses in this episode. This makeout scene is, like, it's like if you had to make out, but they were told, Okay, it's PG. 
Yeah. It's PG. Make this as unappealing and unsexual as possible. And they did a great job. <laughs> they followed that direction to a T. I was, okay, don't judge me here, but I was um, looking at something about Victorious, which was like a sitcom. Uh, teenage, yeah, it was Victoria yeah. Justice. Oh, a, a Disney show, <laughs> and, right? No, Nickelodeon. And one of the characters, Beck, was described in the comments as sexy cardboard. And this is what this is giving me. <laughs> Sexy cardboard. Well, and like their dialogue is maybe supposed to be playing it up because they're like, ooh, your lung, like, good lung function. Because apparently they're joke. making out so much. Yeah. Um, they play so a lot weird. of basketball. <laughs> it's Ew. like, well, you're like the least athletic person in this show. Yeah. How would you have good lung function to okay. begin with? Well, also, like, so Rory and Dean are just leaning against a tree in public, making out, and this is supposed to be sweet, and we're supposed to root for them, but later on when we see Jess making out with somebody in a public place, it's like, oh, she's a hoe. Like, they're instantly like, oh my gosh, she's so gross. And what's worse is, like, one of the most iconic Jess and Rory scenes is when they're making out in the snow. Walking through the square. Walking through the square. Mm-hmm. Yep, I love that scene. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's a good scene. <laughs> Either Don't way, love this one. <laughs> these two beautiful people are kissing in the least passionate way possible, and, and he invites himself over. Yeah, he interrupts again, the kissing. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be hot, right? I think this entire scene is supposed to be like, mm, we're making out. Ooh. Like, hey, your mom's not gonna be home. I could come over. It's like if you're gonna kiss me like this. Stay at your own house. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want you. That's exactly why she said no. You're not bringing the heat. <laughs> you think that he was trying to make a move, like a a big move? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think that there's potential that he could have been like, "Hey, your mom's gone. Like, I should come over." I think he would at least have wanted them to just make out the whole time because that is all that they ever do. Mm-hmm. But. Just the, the entire way. I'm also thinking, like, 17-year-old boy, he's gonna try something. Right? Like, it might not be all the way, home, might as well. something. Well, Rory says no. She has laundry yeah. and Indian food, damn it, and she wants to do it. And she'll spend the whole day with him uh, tomorrow. Day um, and night. And one of the things that... So, Dean just sucks in this episode. Yep. I There's, like... <sighs> No redeeming Dean. Uh, Every now and then we have an episode where it's like, ah, Dean, I feel for you, bud. But in this one, in this conversation in particular, when she's like, no, we'll we'll plan it. You plan it. I plan it. We'll hire somebody to plan it. And he's like, I'm a saint. But and I was like, are you kidding I'm me? I'm a saint for not forcing myself over to your house and potentially onto you. Sure. I'm a saint for allowing sure. you to spend an evening by yourself. That is what he is saying. Mm-hmm. Dean. I hate Dean. <laughs> that is my contribution. Was like, I was <laughs> so worried. Sandra was sitting there so quietly. I was like, oh my god, don't back him. Don't back him. We'll have to stop the recording. <laughs> no, we have had so many moments of like, okay, here's here's the beginning of the downfall. He's not being great. He's being controlling. But it has never been this bad. Yeah. This is just straight up, you are not doing what I want you to do, so I'm going to throw a fit about it. I'm going to pout. And just be a complete By jerk. By the way, this yeah. is Rory's second compromise, um, where mm-hmm. she says, she asks him first if he's mad. She's very concerned about him being mad. 
We get a lot of yeah. avoiding making I Dean don't mad. I don't want him to yeah. be mad. And um, yeah. that she's going to spend the entire day with him the next um, the next day or whatever. And it's just... it's I'm going to spend 36 hours with you, essentially, so I can have five to myself. Mm-hmm. I guess 12. We'll give her all night. Really? It's, just, it's inappropriate of Dean to push himself. His reaction is icky. And Rory should be able to have the night she wants. And I mean... It mm-hmm. seems like she's going to be able to. Right. The next time we see her, it seems like she is. Completely unrelated to the whole Dean thing. Do you guys sort your laundry the way that Rory Gilmore wants to sort <laughs> no, her laundry? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is a massive waste of water. It is. Yeah. There was, like, a period when I first moved out of the house. You know, like, my parents did laundry when I was a kid. That's fine. And I kind of did my laundry as a teenager. But then when I finally moved out, I had to do it on my own. And there was a period where I was like, all right, we're doing a whites load. Okay, we're doing a colors load. You know what? I wash everything in cold water now. So like, <laughs> if something yep. gets stained, bummer. I always think of that friend scene of like the red sock made everything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really happen anymore with the soap we have. So like, yeah, nope, you don't need to do Very this. rarely. And usually the kind of garments that have that. Or the ability to do that. I come with a tag now that mm-hmm. says, hey, the dye may rub off on things. Yeah. Like, yeah. unless you have that specific tag, you're fine. Yeah. I I, I have individual loads just because we're a family. We have, multiple, mm-hmm. you know, a yeah. lot of clothes and a lot of Charlie clothes. I'll have a load of, like, shirts, underwear, colors, whatever. I'll have a load of, like, jeans and towels. Right, heavy stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's kind of mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, those are the loads. <laughs> I feel like I sort more by texture and like fabric weight than I do by color. Yeah, but Rory is like really gonna get specific, and I, you're right, Sandra. Especially this was like pre high efficiency machines. This is a lot of laundry she has, and this is gonna take mm-hmm. a lot of time, and it's gonna take a lot of water. But if this is how she wants to spend her night, and one thing that we haven't brought up is that Lorelai really really was pushing for rory to do something fun yeah. tonight. she keeps joking yeah. about her throwing a party joking about her ordering a keg having people over and it makes me wonder we get these conflicting parenting moments from lorelei like okay so let's say she did have dean over let's say dean spent the night right mom's gonna be out of town what if okay what if they had slept together would would lorelei have been like I can't believe that because Rory's response would be, you wanted me to have a wild night. I did. I did what you told me to do. What if she'd had a bunch of people over and and had them all drinking, right? Like when she finally drinks in college, it's a whole thing that she's finally Mm. drinking and her mom is like helping her with her hangover. Like, I don't get it, Lorelai. What do you actually want? I think it was a way to be like, she's best friend first. In this episode, to yeah. show how close her and Rory are compared to her and Emily. However, I do think Lorelai would be super pissed. And I'm actually not, I'm surprised she's not more pissed that Jess was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Paris was there the whole time that Jess was there. Yeah, but she hates Jess like, a I lot. I think that's, so... that's the saving grace there. But 
Especially because the last well, time they were knows, together, she was yelling at him. And she knows that Rory and Jess are friends. She obviously never told Rory that Jess was the one that had her bracelet and put it there. Mm-hmm. She's hiding it from her, so Rory really has no reason to be mad at Jess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess also, like, telling Rory to throw a party, it's like, genuinely, who does Rory like enough to ever invite over? <laughs> uh, throwing a party would be like, inviting lane over and getting a bunch yeah, of movies lane in this episode? maybe having yeah. dean and lane right yeah why not have your best grounded? friend over oh that's true she could totally still be grounded i, I don't maintain know. that lane and jess should have been friends they should have shared musical mm-hmm. interests they should mm-hmm. they would have been really close but no <laughs> never got it <sighs> didn't lane say she was grounded for two weeks like that she couldn't go to school for, she can yeah, yeah. Mrs. Kim convinced the school to let her be homeschooled for two weeks. I think it's been two weeks, Mm -hmm. but, like, I... It has been, because she lost the bracelet in a tisket tasket. That's the day that she got... That Lane would have gotten grounded, that night or the next Mm -hmm. morning. And it's been... We determined last episode, what, actually at least three weeks, based on what we've had. Time in I mean, I guess it's possible that just, like, the true house arrest (laughs) is over, and now we're just in normal grounding. That she couldn't go out. I can see that. I'm not sure, but I missed Lane in this episode. That being yeah. said, anyway, Dean sucks. <laughs> Rory is yes. ordering Indian, and she gets a call, and she puts the the guy on hold, which is crazy to me. Oh my god! Like yeah. I feel like any restaurant, if I had him on the phone placing it to go order, and I tried to put them on hold, they would just right. Hang up. Although like, yeah, no, she I, does I ain't got any time for this. <laughs> She does refer to him by his first name, so I'm sure that they're, like, on a first name basis, even though she's apparently not allowed to order Indian food very often. Okay, Indian food insult number one happens in the scene, yep. and it is kind of offensive. Um, it's Lorelai. Anyways, Lorelai's the one who calls, and the doorbell rings, which is really funny because we don't hear the doorbell rings, ring, but somehow Lorelai does. And I, I have a feeling they forgot to put the sound in post. <laughs> no sound. Oh my gosh. I'd be, yeah, that's that's hilarious. I like that. And it's Paris. And she's freaking out. Until she realizes that Rory's This just, was your night? Yeah. This well, was I your mean, night? I think she's freaking out the entire time. She's freaking out about the grade. Yeah. And then she's mm-hmm. freaking out because she feels like Rory led her astray. Yeah, this yeah. is when she was like, oh, um, you mean you never go months without seeing your parents? That does suck. This is when she brings it up. Which yeah. uh, is a manipulation tactic. She is oh, yeah. pulling an Emily here. Yeah, they're cut from the Gilmore, same not the coast. <laughs> <laughs> and Rory's in, by the way, this entire conversation is happening and Rory's in peanut um pajamas mr peanut Peanut pajamas Pajamas. yeah that looks so comfy i think that they're pj salvage which is the same brand that we've seen other like fun Mm -hmm. pajamas and stuff these girls have so many full sets of flannel pajamas like so many i I don't even have one set but i want some right (laughs) paris convinces rory rory kind of concedes one hour of studying that's it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then she goes and changes out of her pjs and i'm just like i would have stayed in my pjs is paris not the kind of girl that you stay in with like your pjs on no she's not paris is a full like you need 
all the mental help you can get to be fully on your game. Oh. Yeah, you need like the and armor. PJs is a lazing <laughs> yeah, around yeah. kind of thing. Well, I'm a and PJs all, girl. And think about it too. I mean, I think she's she also kept, just... Oh, go ahead. If she had kept the PJs on, she would have been wearing them when <laughs> Jess showed up. That is true. That would have been and a he totally never different would vibe. have forgotten it. No. no. Nope. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, speaking of Jess... So the Paris and Rory are studying. She's changed and they are I think they're nearing the end of their yeah. study time and somebody's at the door. And it's and Jess, it's Jess. Oh. Uh, with with so a much baker's box of food. So much a food. Care package is what he calls it. From Luke. From Luke. So Luke. nice cuz oh. Luke knew that she was going to be on her own. And Luke was worried because he didn't know how long she would be by herself. Which, by the way... Isn't that so sweet of Luke? Oh, yeah. So sweet of <laughs> how Luke. Does, how does Jess know that she's home alone? He probably overheard them talking at the diner. Yeah, that's presumably. all I can. Yeah. By the way, insult to Indian food number two. And it's the, the same, same exact one. Jess and Lorelai share one brain. burn the house down afterwards? This is like, we get a lot of instances where Lorelai and Jess have like the exact same sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yet they hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, if Jess didn't have all this armor up to protect him, which is clearly needed based on his life so far... And if Lorelai hadn't come in, like, guns blazing, you should be thankful for what you have. I know where you, you know, I know how you feel. Like, that was, like, such a horrible starting off point for them. If that had not happened, they would have been besties. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. Just just like Rory and Jess, Lorelai and Jess would have gotten along great. I don't know, guys, because now I'm thinking about it. And, like, I don't like Lorelai and Dean. So, like... If we would have had Lorelai and Jess have <laughs> Lorelai and Dean's relationship, that would have been even weirder. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're like... <laughs> because it would have made sense. Yeah. <laughs> they're so similar that I feel like it would have been, like, because of the way that Dean and Lorelai have their weird chemistry, because he's, like, big, strong man, mm-hmm. and she, like, defers to big, strong Dean, she wouldn't have done that with Jess. They no. would have been more quippy. Yeah. It would have been mm-hmm. a little bit more, like, teasing each other, less... Help yeah. me move the heavy thing. <laughs> well, let's talk about how Jess approaches this situation. Yeah. Straight out, he does kind of force himself into <laughs> the apartment with all this. Yeah, food. I mean, he just like oh, comes he, in. He walks yeah. in. He just walks Somehow in. Somehow doesn't see Paris and goes straight to the kitchen with all this food. Mm-hmm. He says. Starts unpacking it. Yeah. He says something super cute. He says, he wanted you to be taken care of. Which means yeah. Jess wanted you to be taken care of. Yeah. And then he volunteered because of the construction, obviously. And then it became, um, why did he think I wanted to see you? Which is becoming a pattern with the two of mm-hmm. them. Neither one admit that they want well, to see each yes, other. yes, Jess. <laughs> Which, Jess is doing it to play a game with Rory. Rory is doing it because she has not fully admitted to herself her oh, own no, feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have to say from, like, my adolescence, this was, like, my favorite kind of flirting, though. Mm -hmm. The, like, oh, I don't like you. I don't like you either. Like, that was the most fun. I'm I'm torn on this part now because, like, I I love it. It's really cute. It's bantery. It just, it takes me back to my teenage days of, you know, do you like him? Do you like, like him kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, no, Jess, you're you're really forcing yourself in here and 
and forcing yourself into a situation where Rory has been like, no, I don't want you here. Yeah. So, I mean, he, like, really forces himself into it. He asks if she's going to eat, and Rory says later, but within 30 seconds says yes, and Mm -hmm. then he's like, all right, where's my tip? Or can I have a fry? He kind of finagles his way into staying. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, he like I, yeah, he's he's very manipulative. Like I I like Jess, but I also recognize like especially on this watch through that Jess has a lot of red flags as well, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's easy for us to call Dean's red flags red flags because we don't like him. It's harder to call Jess's red flags red flags because we all love him. But this is a very He's much smoother with his. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a very Which manipulative. Those tactic. are the scarier red flags because well, yeah. <laughs> he specifically finds the places where she is like where there's a loophole, right? She says, mm-hmm. "Yeah, have whatever you want." So he takes off his jacket and sits down to start eating. Well, you told me to have whatever I want. I'm going to sit down and eat. Like that's not what she meant. I love you, Jess, but this is not the way. But they do yeah. have some tension. Oh yeah. And I would call it even sexual tension. Like, it's it's there. And oops, Paris is still here. Oh, by the way. Paris is, like, such a saving grace in this episode, though. She really In is. this moment, she comes in and, like, it's like, oh my gosh, I forgot Paris was here. Ugh. But when Paris is there for the Dean confrontation, like, she is a literal lifesaver. Well, Paris, yes. this is my second out-of-character moment of the episode, is Paris saying... If you find my flashcards, call me. She's going to leave without her flashcards? Paris Geller, the girl who no, got an A minus. She just and- had an A minus. No, no way. way. <laughs> Maybe she is a little bit dazzled by Jess, you know? I mean, who wouldn't be? But that is a little bit odd. Yeah. Or maybe she just realized that she reached her limit with Rory, and if she tries to stay around and find him, Rory might literally shove her foot <laughs> up her ass. To get her night back. <laughs> Until somebody showed Speaking, up. Speaking, Rory immediately is like, oh, Paris is my lifesaver here. Stay mm-hmm. for dinner. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah, yeah, stay. We have mac and cheese. Paris loves mac and cheese. And then Paris, of course, has to call her nanny, which was this Spanish again? It, was it Spanish, felt like yeah. Spanish. It was 100 Okay. Spanish, yeah. I looked it up. Okay. Um, but then Jess says, oh, so we we need a chaperone. Yeah. Dude, he looks so disappointed, though, and Paris looks so excited, which is so funny. Because she wants that mac and cheese. Was Paris a chaperone? I mean, honestly, like, I don't think anything would have happened, right? I don't think that Rory would have let anything happen, but I... I think that they would have sat and eaten and had a really great discussion the same way they have previously. This is episode but then Dean 16, would have showed up and it would have been a fight. And we have six episodes until their first kiss. I think that if he had stayed and it had been just the two of them, they would have sat at that table eating, having fantastic conversation, mm-hmm. very slowly getting closer and closer to each other. And I think Dean, I think Jess would have gone in for the kiss. I don't know how Rory would have reacted at this point, but I think Jess would have definitely made a move. I don't know if Jess would have made the move. I think the whole thing is that Rory makes the move. Right? Like how yeah. it plays out, yes. I think it's definitely a But I think that's that's just no, what no, I, I I totally respect that. Or at the very least, I think Rory would have expected mm. that, and that's why she she wanted yeah. Paris to say to keep him from making that move. 
or keep yeah, herself from I mean, making regardless, that move. though, like, if, if Paris yeah. stayed, if Paris left, like, we know that Dean is coming. Yeah. Right? Like, Yikes. we know that Dean is coming one way or the other, and mm-hmm. I think that things would have played out very differently if Dean had arrived and Paris had not been there. But luckily, yes, mm-hmm. Paris is staying, and they have a really great time. I love yeah. this trio together. Mm-hmm. They're like, they balance really well because you have Jess's like wildness and Paris's firmness with like Rory in the middle. Yeah, they have this little, it's a great little they group. have a literary debate. Um, Rory's kind of agreeing with Jess a little bit. Paris looks so impressed that Jess has read Jane Austen. <laughs> which I think is funny. Mm-hmm. Guys, I love that for him. <laughs> I want you to imagine a scene. All right. Paris is over. Dean comes over. Are they going to have this little round table discussion? Is because like no, Jess, no. think about it. Jess looks so disappointed in that last scene that you would have thought that he would just be sulky. No, he's mm-hmm. making conversation. He's talking about books and not even to Rory. To Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dean would have sulked. Dean would have sulked. Yeah, yeah, he would have been frustrated that he didn't get Rory to himself. And I think Dean also doesn't like Paris because of what he's heard about Paris mm-hmm. from Rory. Mm-hmm. So that would also color the interaction. Whereas to Jess, Paris is just this friend of Rory's who is very smart and argumentative. And he likes that. I think, and this, I think this is a very special time for jess because as far as we know this is the first time we see jess with friends right like a little friends group having a fun debating conversation that's not just him and rory having their little quips back and forth it ends up being a quick conversation and then they're done and they split you know they, they go separate ways this is three friends hanging out getting to know each other and having like smart intellectual literature type conversations mm-hmm. and like jess is here for it and i love yeah. that we never and see no this. point does Paris make him feel like less than because he's from in a public school yeah. or in like a different mm. setting than her. I really love this scene. So I did pull yeah. put a poll up on our Insta. Oh. Just asking, in an alternate world, if Jess and Rory never would have happened, would Jess and Paris make a good couple? And I'm interested to see what the results were. I know, I wanna know. I'll be honest, guys, it's a no. <laughs> no one yeah i think it just yeah um but it was close-ish so no oh, is yeah. 30 uh, i'm sorry no is 49 percent. so most of the votes were no fair mm-hmm. but next yes with 30 percent, and then 22 percent, just friends would have been excellent they would have made good mm-hmm. friends and i agree okay. i think they would have made good friends mm-hmm. yeah I think Jess has too much baggage and too much, like, history underneath it. And, and Paris does, too, for them to have been able to really let their guards down and connect it in that way. To be, like, emotionally, I don't want to say dependent upon each other, but be emotionally open mm-hmm. with each other. No, I, I, I see where yeah. you're coming from. I think there's just too much on both sides. But, I mean, some, some I Opposite don't know. attracts sometimes, Sometimes though. that can help. Yeah. True. Yeah, I I love I love this scene for Jess because, like, I think something that's important to remember is that Jess is probably so lonely, right? In Stars mm-hmm. Hollow, he only has Luke, and they're building a relationship. But like, he he fights with people at school. 
he occasionally gets to talk kind to Rory. Kind of has Rory, yeah. Like, yeah. and he later has some more friends, but, like, at this point, he's still the new kid. This is the first time he's really getting to have a good time. And so then, when somebody calls Rory on the phone... I'm on my way over. ...and ruins the evening, it's, like, not only is it stressful for Rory, but, like, it sucks for Jess, too. Yeah. So, yeah, Dean calls I th- to say he's coming over. I think it's kind of suspicious that Rory's literally first question is, where are you? Yeah. Does she know? I mean... Does she know that he's going to come over and, like, crash her night? Or is she just being paranoid because of the people that are there? I think there's probably a good yeah. element of paranoia because she, guilty. she is immediately like, I need you to leave. Well, you've got to go. Yeah, Dean says he's coming over. And between that time that he says, I'm coming over, and he arrives, it's like a minute. So he literally... But he's definitely walking in town when we first see yeah, him. Yeah, he's definitely like calling like two minutes out i mean it definitely just it throws the whole confusion as to where the gilmore house actually <laughs> oh, yeah. is in this town also dean has a cell phone he does yeah but dean is on his way over with ice cream rory says no don't come over yes, multiple times and he's like it'll only be and a then minute hangs up. don't worry i won't ruin your night what's worse is that he says on my way to see you, if that's okay. And then continues without letting her say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's okay. No, it's not. Well, I'm coming anyway. Uh, yep. I'm going to completely disregard your feelings. Don't care what you want. I'm going to force myself on you either way. Dean can't take no. Not in that type of situation. But... He can't take no, no for an answer here. And he's coming over. And so Rory panics. Mm-hmm. And she knows she needs to get Jess out of the house. Because she knows mm-hmm. if Dean gets here and he sees Jess, it's going to be a fight. And yep. he's going to be really mad. Jess, I can only think of a British word for it right now, but Jess is acting like a prat. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he immediately knows based on her behavior that it's Dean oh, yeah. on the phone. Mm-hmm. And he knows that she needs to get him out of the house. He doesn't want to because we know he enjoys getting Dean riled up. I don't think it was his and, intention, this is like, though, to like be there when Dean was still like coming. I, it's pretty. No, cruel, I don't think it was though. an intention, but I'm pretty sure he's like, "Oh, this is yes, fun." I agree yeah. with that. He's teasing Rory, but it is Rory is like he's making scared. her life harder by doing it. Yeah, I I have to say I want to point out, and I love this moment. He looks at her, he's like, "Do you want me to go?" And her response is, "I want to avoid yep. a fight with Dean." Mm-hmm. It's not I want you mm-hmm. to go. It's I don't want to fight with him. Um. Yeah. Guys, we missed my second favorite line of the episode. And that yeah. is Jess and Paris. They were talking while um, Rory was uh, on the phone. And Jess gives the best review of poetry I've ever had. I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> I can't get into poetry. It's kind of like, geez, just say it already. We're dying here. <laughs> I agree with Jess. <laughs> I've tried. I can't. Just, I just thought that was funny. Anyways, uh, yeah, Jess is... You know, he feigns an injury, he's taking his time, going backwards. And I know it's annoying, right? But I'm smiling the entire time. As the audience, like the person watching this, I think it's so cute. Mm -hmm. But as Rory, I would have been furious. Yeah, I mean, this like, like, essentially from when Rory gets the, the phone call through when Dean eventually leaves... 
like my anxiety is like mm-hmm. triggered because yeah. I just know as like a person who is getting over being a lifelong people pleaser, like the idea of I am just trying to make peace and you are making this hard for me. You're making the situation worse. My heart is up there. Mm-hmm. You know, poor Rory. And of course, of course, she gets him out the door. She is pushing him backwards out the door. And he is talking about Dean as Dean arrives well, at look, the front porch. He's already there. He's standing there watching. He's just standing there. Like, I can only imagine, like, that's where he was when the door opened. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And he just stopped and watched the whole thing. And, I mean, it does look kind of sus. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dean looks ready to kill Jess. He doesn't even look at Rory. He's staring Jess down. And then he towers over him. And, like, Jess goes, like, you're just so tall. Yeah. Which is fair. He makes, well, like, Jess a comment about- like, oh, you're you're doing that towering thing again or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. He he basically, he calls him out. He's like, you are literally using your physical presence to try to intimidate me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Dean has, like, a little ice cream thing. And, and Jess is teasing yeah. him about, oh, that's so cute. It's like, Jess, come on. Like, everything really Jess wish- does from the second they step out the door just makes it worse for Rory. Although he does and say, And I don't think like, that's in- intentional. No, I don't think so either. He does say, I really was just dropping off food. But, like, I think yeah. it's a little too late. I, I really wish, wish at one point Rory would have just been like, you need to go. Mm-hmm. Be quiet and leave. I wish she would have stood up for herself just just a tiny bit there to Jess of this is not okay. You are intentionally negging him on. Please go. Yeah. 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 He says, look, man, I really was just dropping off some food. But Dean clearly doesn't believe him because he storms, he storms into the house. Mm-hmm. Into her house where he was not invited. And Instead of just being pissed and leaving, he storms into her house to yell at her. He is so surprised that Paris is there. Even though she told right? on like, the phone. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. he stops because clearly he has put it together in his head that they were doing something. Right? He's like, yep. they were here alone together. So he stops when he sees Paris. Like, whoa. But then he looks at the food and he just attacks her. Well, he realizes, like, oh, he couldn't have just dropped the food. I hate that even on your best day, you can't eat that right. fast. Like, I I hate, I hate all of the lines. I don't know if I have a top five worst scenes in Gilmore Girls, but if I do, this is definitely up there. Yeah. This is definitely top five worst scenes. Yes. Moments. Oh, absolutely. Because he is yelling at her. Yeah, trigger warning for, like, emotional abuse or, like, just yelling in general from your partner. Yeah. He is yelling at her so hard she's about to cry. Her face yeah. is red. She is like terrified. She makes a, a a movement of like, oh my god. Like you're so loud. And it's awful. She tells she tells him, Stop yelling at me. Yeah. He's like, explain yourself. She's like, I can't because you're yelling at me. And then like like a knight on a gleaming white horse, Paris Superhero, inserts herself Wonder into Woman. the situation. And, like, this is truly the moment that I think on my first watch through, I was like, oh, I like Paris. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. because Paris essentially lies to cover Rory and she says, I asked Rory to do this because I have a crush on Jess. Mm-hmm. It's my fault. And He's here because of me. 
Dean is like, Dean is such an idiot. Dean falls for all of the nonsense. Every time somebody lies to him, he's like, grudgingly accepts it. But like, I'm, I'm gonna this was wind taken out of that. his sails. I think he, he's mollified, but he's like, just tell me it's true, and I'll believe you. Like he knows just, in his heart that it's not. And this is the moment like, I I have a hot take, guys. Either Rory or Dean, one of them should have broken up with the other in this episode. This should have been the breakup episode. Yeah. 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 Can you guys just like look at Dean's face here? Okay. So he's, <laughs> he's thinking so hard. Like about you can literally something. see like the rusty gears inside of his head. <laughs> grinding against each other no my biggest dean ick comes up at the tail end of this scene where rory tries to like kiss him right like make it better i'll see you tomorrow can we just can we play the kiss and can you guys really look at what happens because it is the grossest saddest kiss oh i hate that if well if you say so i have to believe it right it just like he doesn't want to kiss her and she just pushes her face against his face, and his lips get all floppy. It's like two pieces like, of cardboard pressed up against each other, I'm telling you. It's the grossest kiss. It's a sexy cardboard. At that point, also, okay, if somebody had just screamed at me the way that Dean screamed at me, I kiss him. I'm not yeah. kissing him. And what's worse? That's, that's how extreme she is in people-pleasing. Yes. Yeah. Is at this point, she's like, okay, I'm out of the woods, so now I'm just going to act like everything's he fine. the saddest little apology i'm sorry for yelling and she goes is completely justified under the circumstance no rory oh, no, gilmore it's not it no. is not justified no. no it's never okay for somebody to treat you like that no even if she had been alone with jess like you can't just scream at somebody no no so poem number two um i asked what is dean's biggest red flag in this episode and um first off shout out to the one person who voted that Rory was the one in the wrong here. I completely disagree but I respect your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but basically it was either which is worse, coming over even though Rory said not to or fighting with Rory in front of Paris and Jess. More Paris than Jess. 71% said coming over without being invited and 27% said fighting with Rory in front of Paris. I disagree with this, guys. You know what? Coming over sucked, right? When she said not to. But Paris and Jess did the same thing. So if we're going to hate Dean on that, we have to hate the other two on it, too. But mm-hmm. yelling at her in this way, in front of Paris or not in front of Paris, was awful. And she thinks she deserves it. I yeah. hate it. Ugh. Also, like, I hate to think about how much worse it would have been if Paris hadn't been there. Because, like, the only thing that stopped Dean is Paris saying something, Mm -hmm. right? He just would have kept yelling. And we Mm -hmm. saw Rory was not... She didn't know how to handle that situation. Mom wasn't home. He would have just kept yelling until he yelled himself out or... Who knows? Like, I gotta think that the only reason Dean did this was because Lorelai was at home. Because can you imagine if Lorelai was home and Dean was yelling at her this way? Ooh, Lorelai would have stopped that, even if she's on Team Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I want to I want to mention a post that I happened to see on Reddit today, and I don't know um, it just fortuitous timing, but it was high school Rory really needed to hear that it's okay to break up with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I I fully support that. I know, like you said, Lorelai wasn't here to witness this, and maybe Rory downplayed it. But at the very least, we have in the end conversation, Rory mentions Dean was mm -hmm. mad. Mm -hmm. And that would have been the prime time for Lorelai to be like, well, hey. Maybe take a break. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure this is right for you? Because it is not okay for you to feel like you have to continually make things up to him mm -hmm. to for a good Like, it's okay to break up with somebody if feelings mm -hmm. change. Yeah. It's completely, like, it's a very valid reason to not be with somebody guys, anymore. Oh, yeah. It doesn't always happen. You don't always end up with your high school sweetheart. Like, maybe no, sometimes you no. do, but most of the time you don't. And that's okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I, mean, I think it's important, like, for somebody to tell you that when you are young. Because I know that when I broke up with my high school boyfriend, like, I'd never broken up with anybody before. Mm -hmm. And I felt really terrible about doing it. But it was just like, it. I, I just... I didn't want to be in a relationship anymore, and I had to figure out, how do I do that? Is it okay that I don't want to be in a relationship anymore? Like, nobody outright was like, if you don't feel the same way about your partner, it's okay for it to end. It reminds me, this is the second yeah. time I'm going to bring this up in a podcast. Uh, in Perks of Being a Wallflower, when Charlie doesn't like his girlfriend, and his dad is just like, break up with her, and he's like, you can do that? Yes, yeah. you can. Yeah, that's like the best reason to break up with somebody is because it's just like you're not into it anymore. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, so I, my high school sweetheart and I, we started dating our senior year. We were together until we were 21. Um, and there was no big drama. There was no he did this or I did that to cause us to break up. It was just we grew mm -hmm. up and realized that like we're just we don't want the same things and that's a perfectly valid reason and it just i love you as a person but i'm not in love with you anymore and that is not fair to either of us yeah and that would have been a fantastic conversation for lorelei to have mm -hmm. with rory and i do want to i i have to think that lorelei just hated jess so much that like yeah she didn't want to give rory the idea of like oh well if you're not with Dean, then you can get with Jess. I don't know. I just feel like Laura. This you're right. This would have been a perfect mom moment, not a best friend moment. Yeah, a mom moment. Well, I mean, mom I feel moment. like all of the conversations that Rory and Lorelai have had about Dean over like the last handful of episodes have been about Dean being mad, making things up to Dean, trying to do things mm -hmm. so that Dean isn't upset. Right? Losing the mm -hmm. bracelet. We have to find it. It's okay. You you'll, you'll figure it out. Like. That would be a red flag for me. Like, if I was yes. having those conversations with a friend, and I felt like every single conversation we had about their partner was like, oh my gosh, she's so mad, or I'm avoiding this. Come on, Lorelai. She would recognize that for Suki. I think that she's a little mm -hmm. bit blind to it with Rory, because... She loves Dean. She's got, like, Dean blinders on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, regardless, <sighs> Rory is quote-unquote saved. I hate that saved is the mm -hmm. word because it makes it seem like if Paris wasn't there, it would have escalated or if it would have been worse. And it might have been. 
I don't know. I, I really think it I would mean, have I don't, I don't think he would have gotten, like, physically violent. No. Yeah. But he would have continued to yell at her, and he probably would have been mean and manipulative, and Rory would have mm-hmm. just talked herself into a corner and been like, I didn't invite him, I don't know what else to tell you, and Dean would have stormed out, and it just would have been yeah. bad. I, I think there would have been more hurtful things said, mm-hmm. definitely, on Dean's side. I, I, I Honestly, Jess, I think you're absolutely yeah. right. I don't think it ever would have gotten physical. I don't think Dean is that type of abuser, as far as we can tell. But yeah, it it would have gotten much worse in terms of emotional manipulation and abuse there. Well, so one really good thing happens in this horrible situation. (laughs) And that's that Rory and Paris are officially friends. Like, or something yeah. in that realm. <laughs> in that zone. Something yeah. in the friendish realm. And Rory invites Paris for a sleepover? Like a slumber party? Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. <laughs> that conversation, honest to God, makes me feel like Paris has never been invited over for a slumber party before. I agree. Before. I don't think she has. Absolutely. As- <laughs> Especially with the comment about freezing her bra, yeah. which is, like, one of those things that you only hear about in, kids. like, movies and books. Yeah. 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 Question. Yeah. Before we transition, do we think that Ro- uh, Paris was as good at diffusing that situation as she was because that's her home life? Oh, yikes. Oh. I didn't even think about that, but maybe, yeah. Yeah. Because she's so nonplussed by the fight, right? Like, if, if it had been me... I would have, like, thrown hands. Like, it would have been bad. If somebody came in and yelled at my best friend or a friend yeah. of mine like that, I would have been like, get out. But Paris just, like, is cool as a cucumber. And it makes me wonder if she's just so accustomed to having people scream at each other mm-hmm. that she can just be cool, calm, and collected because that's what she does at home. Oh, that's a really yeah. good point. I I didn't see it. It's a really sad point. It, it is a really sad point. And I'm thinking, like, of my high school friends, if this would have happened in front of me. First off, I'm a crier when I get angry, so I would have cried. Um, but secondly, yeah, if someone's yelling at my best friend like this, uh, I don't like it. I, my, so also for reference, <laughs> my two best friends are both like five foot two and I'm five foot eight. So I've always been like this giant among us. So like, <laughs> I always have been like, if you mess with my friends, I am the big one, and I will get you. <laughs> this is fun, because this is the opposite. My two best friends are, like, 5'8 and 5'10, <laughs> and I'm, like, pushing 5'3 on a good day. But I'm also the the sassy one to people that I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, whenever we would go out, like, if dudes were getting handsy or anything like that, I'm I'm the one that would step up in their face and be like, can I help you? What are you doing? You're aware of what you're doing right now, right? Stuff like that. Friends. But yes, Paris and Rory are friends. I did just want to make that comparison that I made earlier with Rory and Emily. They both fraternized with other men. Mm-hmm. Um, however, again, I guess Emily is more is definitely more traditional, but she's married. Yeah. And this is a high school relationship. Mm-hmm. That really nobody expects to last forever. Because it's a high school relationship. Like, there's different boundaries. Yeah. I mean, don't cheat yeah. on your boyfriend regardless. But, like, I just... Not well, the I same. I think it's also different because, like, 
Emily feels guilty and bad because of the way that, like, because of herself, right? Those are feelings mm-hmm. that come internally. She did mm-hmm. something and then she feels that guilt. She puts that guilt on herself. Lorelai mm-hmm. was not going to guilt her or say anything. She no. was just having fun. Rory, that guilt comes from an external source. That guilt comes from very Dean attacking her about it. So yeah. they're both fraternizing, yes, but different sources of those emotions. And I grew up thinking and like, I don't know about you guys, but I heard a lot growing up. Well, if there's not a ring on her finger or his finger, then it's Fair not. Game. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a shitty way of looking at things, yeah. by the way. But <laughs> I think I probably felt oh that God. way definitely more when I was younger. But as a person who's yeah. 10 years into a relationship without a ring on my finger, like, I still don't think I could go out and, like, you know, dance no, no. up on some guy. <laughs> but that's I... how we kind of grew up. Mm-hmm. It is. So shortly after Sean and I got engaged, I went out to a... Um, it's a it's a popular bar in the area line dancing uh not country at all but it's just it's a line fun environment fun. and a lot of drinking involved mm-hmm. um and so me and my friends were dancing some guy starts like hitting on me and everything i have a ring on it's an engagement ring and he asks he's like oh hey can i buy you a drink or something like that i was like oh no thanks i'm engaged it's fine he's like so just engaged right and i was like well yeah he goes well then you're not fully committed yet it's fine like no i mean no it's not i've had and honest to god why would i ever want like i am clearly engaged why would i ever want to get involved with somebody who has so little respect for a relationship that Mm -hmm. that's how you talk about it i mean i'm like on the opposite end of the spectrum i went out dancing with some girlfriends one of whom was married and she was dancing with this guy and he was getting really close and i held up her hand she was very drunk I held up her hand and showed him her wedding ring and he held up his hand and showed his. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I guess I'm stepping back. (laughs) Well then. Once again, single Sandra in the conversation says nothing. (laughs) Either way, I don't think that either Gilmore woman did anything wrong tonight. Um, Right. I agree. They just, you know, guilt is a funny emotion. It is. Well, the Gilmore girls finally reunite. At Luke's. After one Luke's. crazy night. And apparently Luke's is now sectioned off because there's so many people waiting outside and inside for a table to the point where Kirk calls out Lorelai and Rory. <laughs> I mean, it just looks like, I mean, it does look like they have tarps hanging to maybe block off a couple tables, one or two tables, but not enough to account for like there are people how many outside. people are actually here. I think yeah. this is just, like, a crazy morning rush that we have never seen at Luke's before. Yeah. Well, my favorite part is that the place is so packed, and yet Jess is still reading a book. hmm Right. And, like I said, Kirk points out that, you know, you guys have been here for, like, ten minutes. Go. Yeah. And Lorelai's like, I'm gonna order seconds if you keep bothering me. So that was our small little Kirk moment of the episode. It's nice to get one. <laughs> And they pay for, like, the first time since the pilot. Well, Rory and pays. <laughs> Rory's like, Rory I'll get it. Rory volunteers to pay, going up to Luke well, to thank well, him. Lorelai asks, what's your plan for today? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And it's Dean, 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 Dean and more Dean. And more Dean. And I'm going to have dinner with Dean, so don't expect to see me tonight. And she doesn't seem excited about it. Like, she seems no. like this is not something she is 
looking forward to, which if somebody, again, had yelled at me that way, I would not no. be looking forward to it either. Do you think Lor- uh, Lorelai got the full story? I don't, I can't tell if I she, feel got like she got the parrot down story. Version. She says he must have been crazy mad last night. And Rory says yes. And I think that's probably kind of how it was left. They, they well, never mention it. You know. Again. Lorelai's like, okay, well, I got to get to the end. Yeah. Do we really not have a conversation about, like, I just, I have to assume a conversation happened off screen between the two of them about how mad he actually was. Lorelai, you are the mother. You mm-hmm. need to be telling Rory that this is not okay. It is not okay for a man to treat you, anybody I mean, to treat you this way. I almost feel like they didn't have another conversation because Paris was there. And I'm assuming, like, Paris was there. Obviously, she stayed the night. She was sick in the morning because she'd eaten so much mac and cheese. Um, and then they probably saw Paris off and then went to the diner. And this is them catching up. Because yeah. I have to think that if Rory had said, Mom, Dean came over and he just yelled at me and he yelled at me and I asked him to stop yelling and Paris had to lie for me. Intervene. Like, I have yeah. to think that. Lorelai's parent sense would go up. Like, we see her get protective from time to time. I have to say, she if she really knew, I feel like she would back Rory, but she doesn't. And that's mm-hmm. a bummer. But we do see Rory pay. Yes, Rory goes up there well, to pay. <laughs> Rory goes to Luke, and Luke immediately thinks she, she found a nail in her food. And Tom, goes, Tom, you're dead. You hear me dead. And then she goes, there was no nail. And he goes, oh, Tom, sorry. <laughs> I think it's so funny. It's such a small amount of Luke, but it's such a fun amount of Luke. Yes. Meanwhile, Jess is overhearing in the background. Like, he has his book out, but he's he's listening to this conversation. Mm-hmm. By the and, way, thanks for that care package last yeah. night, Luke. And then he immediately is like, oh, Luke, you gotta go. There's a water thing. And so Luke rushes off. Um, Tom, you're dead. (laughs) Part two. And Rory calls him out. Rory straight up is like, Luke didn't know anything about that food. You sent me that food. And Jess squirms. Nope. No, it wasn't me. Don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I have to get back to work. You wanted to come over. It's like, Yeah. Rory's like entertained. They've got again by the whole situation. It's her chance to make him uncomfortable. Like that's literally all he did last night, which is like make her uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And this is her chance to do it. And I would have loved to hear where the conversation went after we go outside. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, me too. Because it seems like at but that point it got real flirty. We go outside and Dean is stalkery staring at them Watching. through a window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lorelai immediately goes to him and goes, Rory feels awful. She had nothing to do with Jess coming over. She did not want him there. Rory right? has nothing to apologize for. Yeah. Sorry. And Dean's like, Rory wouldn't lie, right? Lorelai goes, Rory wouldn't lie. And they turn around and stare at Rory and Jess blatantly flirting. Mm-hmm. right and like Lorelai has this big old smile on her face and I just like it's so clear based on their body language Jess and Rory like they're so clearly flirting mm-hmm. <sighs> you're telling me that Lorelai wouldn't catch that 
Come on. She's blushing. She's in denial. Lorelai's in denial. denial Oh, definitely. And I mean, Dean is in somewhat denial, but it's more like grudging acceptance of what he's been told. Kind of a tough episode. (laughs) I enjoyed this episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a rub, except for the yelling scene, obviously. Yeah. Right. Now, guys, who's the townsperson of the week? I mean... Honorary. I think it's Paris. Yeah. Yes, she does push herself in. Can I throw out a Jess? Possibly Jess? I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Was he too much of a troll? I think he was too much of a troll, and then Rory told him no That's multiple true. times. Yeah. I don't want you here. Paris, yeah, she was told at school, like, I I don't want anybody over tonight and compromised. But when Paris showed up, Rory's like, okay, fine, you're here. Let's do with it. You know, Paris did whereas not, when Jess showed Paris up, yeah. step up. Paris did not make Rory's life harder, right? She was no. kind of annoying. We know that Rory loves school, so studying for her isn't, like, a big downer. But then from Mm -hmm. that point on, Paris, like, had her back and supported her. And I think, Mm -hmm. honestly, Rory needed Paris after that evening. Like, I wouldn't want to just, like, sit alone with my thoughts after that. It was probably nice for her to have Paris there to just... Especially, we may talk about it in the uh, Stars Hollow Speaks, but there is a deleted scene from this episode where it's, like, the Mm -hmm. girls sitting around the couch just watching TV but it seems like mm-hmm. the idea is that they really just had a laid back night. They ate the food, they watched TV, they had a good time. So yeah, yeah, I think Paris I think Paris could. I think Jess is getting there. We're rooting okay. for you, Jess. <laughs> yes. I I I think we're getting closer. I have a feeling we are he is going to be townsperson of the week coming up here soon. I just I think in this particular episode, he pushes he pushes the boundaries. A little a too little much. Too That's far. fair. That's totally fair. So, Paris, congratulations. That was There's the Rub. A very emotionally charged episode. Yes. Very abusively charged episode, honestly. Um, I just want Rory, Justin, Paris to have a literary I wanna, discussion. I want them every to start episode. a book club. I just want right. these three besties to hang out all the time. <laughs> but after. Town's Person of the Week, we have references with Sandra. Weekly references with Sandra. Weekly references with Sandra. Okay, so for this week's references, I want to focus on three things. The title, an out there reference, and some guest stars. So first, the title, There's the Rub. This phrase is actually from Shakespeare's Hamlet. In the play, Hamlet is contemplating suicide, and he says, To sleep, perchance to dream, ah, there's the rub, for in that sleep of death, what dreams may come. Now, for further context, there is a game called Lawn Bowls, Lawn bowl- bowling? Like, have you guys like ever heard bocce of bocce ball? I've. It, lawn bowling is literally setting up pins in a yard and bowling. 
So this is a little different. It's where players uh, roll balls so that they stop close to another smaller ball. I think that's like bocce. Oh, okay. I don't know what bocce is. It's like (laughs) horseshoes. (laughs) But anything that impedes this movement is called the rub. Mm. So the phrase, there's the rub, indicates a drawback or a problem with whatever is supposed to happen and then something else happens, which is the case with uh, Rory. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for my out there reference, uh, when Emily is trying on the vicious trollop lipstick... Lorelai tells her she'll have her working at the chicken ranch by the end of the month. And I was like, what is the chicken what ranch? What is this? Well, it's a legal and licensed brothel in Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, it opened in 1976, although it was burned to the ground two years later. They did come back, uh, get back and running five days later. And eventually became this full-fledged like place. Um, now, the chicken ranch has been discussed in media in many forms. Don Stratterman, hope I'm pronouncing that right, was a chauffeur for them for seven years, and he wrote a book called Ride With Me to the Chicken Ranch about the men he drove and the women who worked there. There was also a, a 1983 documentary on the chicken ranch, as well as a 2008 six-part Sundance Channel series called Pleasure for Sale which documented the life in the ranch, especially the tense relations between the workers. In 2006, the ranch was bought by an undisclosed buyer for $5.2 million. But it still runs today, so uh, if you ever find yourself in Las Vegas, I I don't know how to end that reference. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) Um, But lastly, some guest stars. So, the jazz band um, slash lounge duo, they're an actual duo, and they're called Marty and Elaine. And even more, Marty and Elaine are married. Um, yeah, they're the ones that were talking. The help board is spelled not B-O-R-E-D or whatever. Is that the drum? He's the one of the, the lady. Okay. Yes. And the drummer. Okay. Um, so, they were in L.A. and Los Feliz-based lounge act. They played the Dresden Room for about, for the past 40 years. Uh, for decades, they performed five to six nights a week. And wow. that's Marty singing and Elaine on the piano. So they actually had a cover of Staying Alive, which was featured in the movie Swingers in 1996. Okay. And that's that fun. really, like, cemented them in L.A. music history. Uh, now, the pair themselves met in 1970. He was a hairdresser. And apparently very blunt, he told Elaine her hair has split ends, and she told him he was rude, and then four months later, they were married. So <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they were filled with personality and had fans from Sinatra to the locals. They were loved. Uh, Sinatra gave them special permission to cover his song. Unfortunately, Marty did pass away earlier this year in January oh. at 89 years old. Um, But he and his wife definitely left a mark in that L.A. scene. And yeah, those were my references this week. So we had a lounge act, a brothel, and um, Shakespeare. Obviously Shakespeare. (laughs) What a trio. (laughs) The rub. (laughs) But after references, we do have a book with Emily. Books, movies, and music with Emily. So we're not doing 
actually a book we are doing an author jack oh, kerouac okay. specifically the author jack kerouac so when paris and jess are having their literature debate they don't mention specifically what book they're talking about by him i can assume it's on the road so on the road was his big breakout book it was released in 1957 and had really just an overall great response he did come out with a book before that the town and the city that was published in 1950 uh actually under the name john kerouac instead of jack oh interesting and then he's also had a couple of books published post death as well so it's really interesting he comes from not necessarily a broken home but not a great home he had an older brother that was six years older than him that passed away when he was a kid it sent his mom into hardcore christian mode catholics Mm -hmm. and sent his dad into lost faith and alcohol addiction ouch so very rough childhood at home he kind of dove into the catholicism side with his mom and then ultimately ended up traveling he was a practicing buddhist for a couple of years later in life which i found very interesting he did pass away in 1969 at the age only the age of 47 he had an abdominal hemorrhage that because of extreme heavy drinking and cirrhosis his blood couldn't clot and he bled out oh my gosh you know happy stuff Mm. So he's mostly lived in New York. He was married three times. He has one daughter by the name of Jan. He had, I think, with his second wife. But I think what's really interesting is he is he is credited as one of the pioneers of the beat generation. Mm-hmm. So he was really good friends with William S. Burroughs and Alan Ginsberg, Alan Ginsberg, and between the three of them and a couple more people as well, um, just kind of helped start the beat generation, which was essentially the beginning of like beat poetry. And uh, it was a new, it was a new movement of American literature and American culture and politics. It was a brand new way that authors and artists started expressing themselves. They were putting on shows based on their poetry. We see this happening in a later episode at Jess's publishing company. They have mm. somebody essentially performing a poetry He had a really interesting life, and especially later in life, just because as he was getting into into Buddhism and he was traveling a lot um, on the road is based on essentially a road trip that he took with a friend of his. And it kind of talks about their adventures. He ended up obviously passing away early or fairly young. He's had a very large presence over American culture. He is referenced in so many things. He's referenced in the very first episode of Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. And he'll be referenced again many more times throughout the show. So I thought it was appropriate to finally give him a little bit of a shout out. So that was was Jack Kerouac. But after that, we have Fashion with Jess. Making fashion choices. Making fashion choices. Making fashion choices with Jess. All right, so fashion. Last week was kind of ho-hum, but I feel like we did get some really nice outfits in this one, partially just because we had our uh, senior Gilmore ladies going out for a night on the town. But my, let's start with my worst. Uh, We've already mentioned it, unfortunately, but I would say my worst item or my worst look of the episode is Lorelai's Yoga Kills shirt. 
It's so it's a baseball tee, right? Where the sleeves are a different color from the front, but it appears that normally it's the sleeves and the body are different colors, right? You have the pink sleeves and the white body. This shirt appears to also have a pink back, so it's not even a true baseball tee. And Yoga Kills is written in like a handwritten font. It almost looks like it was done by the wearer. Just not my favorite look. Also, it starts like running off too. Like it's not even even lines. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a strange shirt. And unfortunately, I like strange, but I did not like this. My steel item is also a Lorelei item this week. I absolutely loved the gray, like, sweatpants, yoga pants that she is trying to wear when she starts her spa day. She's got this, like, blue and red athletic-styled hoodie on, which I'm not a huge fan of, but the pants themselves look very cozy, cozy, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have a pair that's similar to that, but mine are high-waisted, and of course, this is, what, 2001, so Lorelei's are low-waisted. But I just think Mm -hmm. that they look really nice. They're not super fitted. They look comfy. And then my best is honestly kind of split. So one of my best dressed options this week is actually Paris. We give Paris a hard time a lot because she dresses like a grown-up. Mm-hmm. But in this in this instance, I'm just trying to look at Paris's outfit as an outfit. And I think this is a nice, well-put-together outfit. She's got a dark kind of purple burgundy thick turtleneck on. And then over that, she's wearing a long brown coat. And then it looks like she's got some either dark brown or black kind of trousers. But altogether, the look is very, like, academic. It feels, um, honestly, it feels like what a cool TA at Yale would wear, right? It really Mm -hmm. is fitting for Paris's vibe. And I think while, yes, it's not the youngest outfit, um, it it fits well on her. It looks right for her character. And I just kind of like the way that it appeared on her. My other option for best dressed is Emily's dinner outfit. For dinner, obviously, Lorelai tells her she looks great. She really does look great. So she is wearing mm-hmm. a um, black set with a kind of blazer and a skirt. And the set is accented by a bunch of gold little sparkles and sequins along the edge of her collar. And then she's paired it with a, like, kind of appears like a stretchy knit sparkly gold top. And altogether, the look is just, it's really fun. It's like a fun, put-together older woman. And again, if we were to put this in the context of, like, remembering that Emily is the same age as the Sex and the City ladies and the, the reboot... It's a very old look, but on Emily, this is fresh, and this is kind of young for her. And I really like it. I think she looks incredibly put together. So yeah, I also want to give a shout out to Lorelai's going out outfit. The dress is really fun. It's blue with a twist um, at the waist, so that it's it's almost got the wrap style, but it's a twist instead. And then she wears it with kind of an oatmeal, very thin, long line cardigan. Very pretty. But it just wasn't, it didn't surpass Emily or Paris for me this particular episode. So, ladies, do you have thoughts on fashion other than what I have presented? I honestly don't think that that white cardigan goes with Lorelai's dress. That's not to say that she looks bad in it. It just kind of looks like she's going to Easter Mass. It very, it's very cardigan. casual. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. compared to Emily. It almost looks like 
if she was wearing that cardigan with her yoga kills shirt and the gray sweatpants, it would look like a cozy, like, lounge outfit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to steal, I didn't really... I still like Jess's, like, American blue t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally everything Jess wears. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, no. Yeah. Nothing really stuck out to me. I think you know Emily is ready to let loose and have fun. When she does not button her blazer. Yeah, it's loose. It's open. Both buttons are flapping. I do have one last fashion point to make before we wrap up. And that is, at the end of this episode, we are in Luke's and Rory is wearing a blue shearling jacket. Earlier in this episode, Lorelai was wearing a blue shearling jacket. Are they the same shearling jacket? Because usually we have one wears the red and one wears the blue. And I just thought it was like a fun, are they wearing each other's clothes moment? Or do the Gilmore Girls actually own two different navy blue shearling jackets? I think Lorelai's is denim. But Rory's hat looks like denim in the back too when we see her over her shoulder. So look at, I think the collars are different. So, like, yeah, Lorelai's cuts a little bit right here-ish, but then once you get to the end to see Worries, it has a very clear, like, the lapels are different. And I guess hers yeah, doesn't, doesn't have the have same the buttons. buttons. Yeah, so that means, yeah. <laughs> that means that within the Gilmore Girls household, there are, in fact, two navy blue shearling-lined jackets. I will say I did have a steel item as well. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, it's probably going to go with your best dress, but Paris's sweater looks so it cozy as well. Look really good. It does. And I love anything purple and it's kind of like a plum color. Mm-hmm. So it, it falls into that category. So I would I'm not a huge fan of turtlenecks normally. It's a looser turtleneck. Mm-hmm. It's I feel like it's too tight to be a cow neck. But it's like getting there. Um, It's kind of an in between, but it just it looks so comfy. Well, yay. Congrats. I mean, I feel like I feel strongly about both of my best, so I'm just going to split it this week. But yeah, and if remember, if you have a dissenting opinion, if you disagree with me, we are now posting fashion every Friday from the episode, and that's your opportunity to say, Jess, you are so wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But after fashion, we have Stars Hollow Speaks. So, yeah, so we actually have quite a bit for Stars Hollow Speaks this week, which is awesome because we do love, 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 love to hear from you guys. So from Clarissa on Instagram, she said, you three are awesome and always so well prepared. Honestly, after this episode, I'm not sure we are. Um, (laughs) You are structured and have interesting discussions and such great knowledge of the show. I really hope your podcast will blow up in popularity soon. You deserve it. We said thank you, and she did inform us that she is never, ever Team Dean. She will always be Team Logan, <laughs> which I have to say, we might I might get heat for this in the future, but I am also Team Logan. I feel like I'm turning more and more Team Logan. <laughs> so, so definitely shout out to Clarissa there. And then also more from Ninja Slayer Girl, who we always love hearing from. She said, 
as a response to our story, I love the scene with Paris, Jess, and Roy together. It's too bad we didn't get more scenes like that. I don't know if you girls have seen the deleted scene on the DVD from the episode with Roy and Paris talking about Jess, but I love that scene as well because it shows that even with Roy's denial, her attraction to and feelings for Jess are obvious. I did Google it. We found the scene on YouTube, and I know I th- I know me and Jess watched mm-hmm. it. I know Sandra I think is watching it mm-hmm. now or is planning on watching it again. It's on YouTube. It's a really cute scene between Worry and Paris. I almost wish they would have left it in the episode because while we do have a really great scene from Paris jumping in to kind of save Worry, this kind of solidifies their friendship zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't get the payoff. Paris straight up asks, she's like, so what's going on here? He likes you. I think she starts off with the conversation with, he likes you. And then she also calls Rory out, like, well, you like him too. Where Rory gets defensive and then moves on. But If you're Team Jess or if you're a big fan of Paris, it's definitely worth a watch. I can see why it was cut, but it is a really nice Paris-Rory scene. It is. And then we did have some more people who sent us their thoughts on the episode. One of those was Ayla, who actually wrote to us in advance. So she beat our post. But she said, I just have to say that the conversation between Rory, Jess, and Paris is probably my favorite few minutes of the whole series and really represents what could have been throughout the coming Rory and Jess relationship. I wish we had gotten more genuine discussions about literature and I wish Dean hadn't ruined it. We, I think, absolutely agree. Anyway. This was a great girl saying. Right? This would have been great if this is the way things had gone. However, they did not. But thank you, Ayla. Um, we also had a message from Gabriella. And Gabriella said, I love how honest Emily and Lorelai are with each other at the end of their weekend together. It both breaks my heart and gives me hope at the same time. Definitely. This is a kind of a growth episode for Lorelai and Emily. Um, mm-hmm. They do mm-hmm. no growth, then a lot of growth, then kind of scale it back to some reasonable growth. And then we also had uh, one more message from Alba, and she said, I wish we could have had more episodes of Paris, Jess, and Rory discussing books together. I'm telling you. I mean, I really like... think the, the Jess... Paris Rory book club would have been like the best thing ever off the hooks it would have been so amazing so thank you Alba for your thoughts as well uh so we also had Lisa who gave us I think she had thoughts on this episode guys yeah a little bit (laughs) I mean I mean it's fair like a two and a half hour yeah so I think we also had thoughts (laughs) (laughs) so Lisa says I really wish Dean wasn't in this episode same me too um (laughs) everything else about it makes it such a good rewatch the small breakthrough of Lorelai and emily's relationship even while acknowledging that it still has a ways to go is so good and emily's getting this over stealing the robe just makes you smile along with her even Lorelai cracked a small smile as she bounced away it feels like paris and rory moved from maybe friendly to actual friends in this episode even though there's a few setbacks to come and the three of them eating Luke's and talking books is fantastic. Although could have done without all the gross comments about Indian food, which is delicious. And I'm still a little sad that Rory didn't get to enjoy hers. Technically, in the deleted scene, they were eating the, <laughs> oh, yes. the yes. Indian, yes. Food. Indian food. Yes. Um, and then there's Dean. 
I could almost overlook the wanting to say hi for five minutes if it wasn't book-ended by him calling himself a saint for okaying her wanting to spend the evening alone. Girl, I hear you. And then blowing up on her. I really think this is the point where Rory should have outright dumped Dean. Better to be single and get stressed, uh, spend stress-free nights doing laundry if that's your jam than worrying about a guy being sulky and resentful about your long time. Maybe that would have saved us the cringe of the later Dean years, too. Oh, God, the cringe of the later Dean years gets even worse. (laughs) I don't want to do it. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Thank you, Lisa. I completely agree with, like, literally everything you said was you yeah. basically summarized the two and a half hour. Um, yeah, don't start your own podcast because you're going to run us out of business. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we also did get a couple um, responses to our polls. So the Jess and Paris poll, uh, Courtney said the literary discussions would be hashtag goals. But honestly, can you imagine? LOL. Yeah, it, it's hard to imagine, but it would have been interesting at the very least. That went so great. <laughs> and Amy responded to which red flag is worse for Dean um, with how does one pick from two equally red flag flag actions? This is what happens when boys aren't taught how to regulate strong emotions. Honestly, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is exactly what happens. Well, mm-hmm. thank you to both of you and thank you to everyone who... Um, gave us messages yeah these long form i love it so much i feel like we've been getting more recently Mm -hmm. i love it and thank you to everybody guys we finished this episode with coffee unfortunately there was no coffee at the spa uh it's debatable whether you count the coffee at the end because we don't see them sip it and also the cups are empty (laughs) so i'm gonna call it no um we only get one sip of coffee, and it's Lorelai in the very beginning while she's under the umbrella with Rory. Uh, so Lorelai only has one, and Rory has zero for this episode. Low coffee, Some coffee light episodes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for being with us for almost an entire year as a listener, but hopefully mm-hmm. in spirit an entire year since we created this. As always, I have been Jess. I have been Emily. And I've been Sandra. Thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can reach us on Instagram at townmeetingpod or email us at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. And now you can support us at buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting. Hope you guys enjoyed. Bye.